0: Well, we have survived. For some of you, you're still in the thick of it. But for us, our summer break is officially over. We have about a week left, but we are in full back to school prep mode. And one thing that I think a lot of families fail to prepare for is the wellness of not only themselves, but for their kids and back to school. We're so worried about what supplies, and what school clothes, and which classes, and which teacher, and the teacher gift, and all the things. We don't even take the time to think about what does true wellness look like for our kids when we send them back to school, or even when we start homeschooling. The wellness that we're going to be talking about today is structured around four specific pillars. These four pillars are are so tried and true into everything that we do in our family. I'm going to take you step by step, break every single part of this down. It's exactly what Blaine and I sit down and do whenever we think about what we need to do for our kids before we send them back to school, before we get into the busy and the hustle and the bustle. What kind of foundation do we want to set for them daily, weekly, monthly, as we come into busy seasons, cold and flu seasons, times when our kids may or may not be more stressed, losing out on sleep, all of these things, and really being exposed to so much stuff at school, not just germs, but emotional exposure, the stress of all of the different things that they're being exposed to, or even just the pressure of learning and turning in stuff on time, let alone the type of food that they're being (laughs) exposed to, right? There's just so many things that we can really very easily adjust in our own lives and what we're doing as moms and as parents to be able to give our kids a true foundation of wellness as they go back to school. You're going to want to grab a pen and paper for this one because we're going to get into it. What do you say? Let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me and this Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Some of you have been around for a while. You've been following me for a long time and you know that I share a lot of my every day over in Instagram and my stories. So if you're looking to get to know me better, that's a great place to come hang out with me. But through that experience over the last few years, you've seen that we've had some sicknesses and quite a few of them. Bailey went to preschool. She might, we choose to put our kids into Montessori programs and Montessori starts pretty full time in the year before kindergarten. Uh, three four and five-year-olds all go together at the same time in that last year of five-year-olds are kindergartners and so it's their philosophy is super super cool if you are a young mama and you're looking for a great education for your kids outside of of all the other options that are out there right definitely look into Montessori education it's absolutely been such a blessing to our lives and this is something that I think most of us experience at some point, whether it be daycare if your kids are young and going, or if it's preschool and they're going full time, part time, or if it's the inevitable kindergarten, right? Um, they bring home a lot of germs. And Blaine and I have been through the ringer with a lot of germs. Uh from him being in the fire department, our kids going to public schools there's just been a lot over the past years and so I've learned through that that there's a lot more that I could and probably should be doing. And so slowly but surely over the years I've built up this specific programming of my what I call my system, right? For having a a wellness plan for my kids when we go back to school. And this is just a way because you guys know summer, it's like (laughs) you're in the sunshine 24 seven and you have ample time to sleep in. So you're getting tons of sleep and I have more time. I'm around my kids more often. I'm cooking a lot more. Things aren't as busy. They're not being exposed to as much. Their stress is like little to none. And that really gets flipped on its head as soon as your kids go back to school. So there's something to be said about how you're running your ship in motherhood when it's time to go back to school. Now, obviously, if your kids are being homeschooled, they're probably not being exposed to as many germs and you have more control over that and you have more control over their food, which is great. But that doesn't mean that this episode isn't for you. And it also doesn't mean that you should skip out on wellness planning for your children. You absolutely should be taking a new look at this before you start your new season of homeschooling. And if you homeschool year round or your kids go to school year round, you still should be looking at this in this time of year because the seasons are about to shift. And when the seasons shift, there's so many other things that happen. May it be the holidays. May it just be that there seems to be more exposure to upper respiratory and all kinds of different germs and bugs out there, right? this is a great time of year to really sit down and assess what's going on with the wellness of your kids. Now today I'm going to take you through the four pillars. These four pillars are going to have a couple talking points within them and that's where you're going to be able to take this and tweak this and make it your own. Every system has to be tailored to the life that you choose and the life that you want to create for your kids. This system is no different. Do I think that all of these things that I'm putting inside of my wellness plan are really great? Yeah, I do. That's why I'm sharing it with you. But your kids might have special needs that are different from the special needs of my children. May it be super far on the special needs spectrum of they have a lot, or maybe it's just they have a little, you know, it it's totally going to depend on what kind of wellness your children need whether that be emotional, physical, spiritual, spiritual, or mental, all of those things are taken into consideration when you're doing wellness planning for your children. Obviously, you can do this for yourself too, but today we're just focusing on your kiddos. I'm going to go step-by-step step through each pillar, and I want you, when you sit down to do this, put this at the top of your notes and put a big asterisk by it or circle it. When you start to create your specific items or the tasks, if you want to call them tasks, the things that you want to implement for your children's wellness in each of these four pillars, make sure that you're thinking about how you can incorporate all four aspects of their emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health Those are the four parts. Those are not my four pillars, but those are the four parts of wellness in your children that we really, really want to be touching and tapping into. Because you might be really, really great at keeping your kids super healthy physically, but you might be real lousy in the emotional department because you have some of your own crud that you need to work on. That would be part of your wellness planning for your kids. You might need to plan for your children way deeper in the emotional department than I do. Maybe you're super great at that, but you are some kind of lousy at getting vegetables in your kids' bodies, (laughs) getting whole foods in your kids' bodies, giving them sugars and dyes and fake, 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 fake. Maybe you're just terrible at that and you want to be better. Your wellness planning is going to have so much more of those tasks for that than mine. Okay, so I wanted to kind of give you that big picture so that you know, this is what you should be looking at and you should be focusing on. Do a quick inventory of what's not working for your kids, what needs to be better, where you want to improve and chat about these things with your spouse because they're going to give really great feedback and input that you probably would have never thought of. And that's going to help your kids be even more well balanced and have the wellness that they need. Okay, so here's the first pillar. Pillar number one is their sleep, foundational. This comes before all things. This hinges directly upon their bedtime routine, their lights out time, which we talked about in the last episode. If you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. 100% of the time, you need to know what time is lights out and you need to be in their bed 30 minutes before that. This has a lot to do with their wellness in so many different ways. Obviously, sleep is when they repair. That's how they're going to truly bolster their immune system but also this bedtime routine is a time for you to connect with them so if you spiritually want to be pouring into your kids more often what can you do in this bedtime routine physically emotionally for me one of the biggest parts of this right now is what we're going to talk about in in my fourth tier. But there's a specific routine within my bedtime routine that we're really going to start to implement now. I'm going to talk about that in the fourth tier. I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. And it's really going to help me to be able to connect with my kids more um, as far as just being there and being present with them and also really pouring goodness into them and their wellness. What do you need to be doing with your kid's bedtime routine that can help them? Obviously, if all you need, if if where you're at right now with their bedtime routine is they're getting to bed too late, then the only line item that you should have in here to start working on is just getting them to bed on time. And on time means you can look this up on the internet, depending on what age group your kiddos are in, they may need 10, 11, 12 hours of sleep, maybe nine. You've got to look at where your kids are and how much sleep they need every single night. What time are they waking up in the morning? You need to peel that back. Bailey wakes up at 6:30. She goes to bed at 6:30. You guys, she's five and she sleeps 12 hours a night. That's because we trained her to have great sleep habits from six weeks old and forward. We started it at four weeks. You know, these are really important foundational things that you should be working on. Don't try and get some fancy schmancy bedtime routine if you can't even get your bum upstairs or down the hallway at a decent hour. Like just focus on that. Okay. If you have that down pat, what kinds of things can you do for us? Bailey's been rocking some cavities lately. She's got very different teeth than her sister. And then I have, it's crazy. blows my mind. All right. Okay. This is the special need of this child. We know that we've had to pour into her dental hygiene. And that happens in her bedtime routine. We were totally sucking at it because all of us in the family can get away with it. Not her. It's just been something completely different with her, right? This is what you have to look at and you need to tailor this to each of your children. So much goodness can come out of this one routine, their bedtime routine, that's going to hit them in so many different ways. All right, here's pillar number two, their food. What do you need to do with their food specifically for their wellness? This is going to be different for every single person. Let me tell you what we're doing. Blaine and I have decided that we feel very strongly about which you guys know, as I'm you've heard me say this a million times, but we feel very strongly about not having any processed fake colors, sugars, anything synthetic in our foods. We're great about that. But the one thing that we really really want to even step up our game with right now is just making sure that the foods that we're putting on their plates are not processed, that I'm getting back to cooking a lot of their foods from whole foods to their plate more often than not. And so we set a short-term goal for ourselves right now. It's going to look like three to five, three out of five of their lunches will not have processed greens in them. That's a lot. That's a lot of sweet potatoes is what I'm thinking. You mean no bread, no bagels, no tortillas? Yeah, two days. Tuesday, Thursdays are going to be killer. I'm going to whip up a lunch in T-minus two seconds on Tuesdays and Thursdays because Mama's going to have some tortillas in there. You better believe it. But on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, it's going to be something different. It's probably actually going to look like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is going to be not processed <laughs> Thursday, Friday is. We're just going to crash and burn at the end of every week. I'm just kidding. No, I'm probably not. Just follow me in my stories. I share my kids' lunches a lot um, and then also, we want this to be the same for dinner. Dinner is much much easier for me, and in our house, we don't consider rice a grain, even though it really is, but I'm totally fine with rice uh I just mean these overly processed greens, and our girls have some genuine sensitivities to wheat, and so we wanna and I used to so still do I don't know. So I just want to make sure that this is foundational for us and we've kind of gotten away from it. And so this is something that we put down. Also, I want to continue greens at every single meal. Really good hearty greens. Frankie Joe will just pick up fresh spinach and eat it like a darn rabbit. I need to be giving that to her over and over and over again. Bailey, not so much, but she will suck down a green smoothie I make smoothies every single day, I just need to be giving them to her, right? These are the kinds of things that we're thinking about in our family. What do you need to be thinking about for your family? Maybe you could just focus on breakfast. Maybe you could just focus on packing a fresh lunch instead of a school lunch. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, like what can you look at when it comes to the kids foods? Or maybe you're just focusing on dinners or maybe you just start focusing on snacks, or maybe you just remove everything, every single drink that your kids have, you remove it unless it is water or a really just barely used, really good high quality milk every once in a while. Get rid of the juices, get rid of the Gatorades, get rid of the pouches, get rid of the boxes, get rid of them, get rid of all of them. They're not helping your kids wellness. Trust me, just go look into it, right? It doesn't matter where you start, start somewhere. And it doesn't have to be huge. But that if you did that, that is huge. That is huge for your kiddos wellness. Absolutely massive. Do I know that Bailey May and Frankie Joe get chocolate milk in the school lunch line, even though I pack them their lunches? I absolutely know that, which is why we make sure we don't give it to them any other time. You know, like, I know I can't control everything, but the things that I can control and I can make really good swaps for, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing that. Okay. Pillar number three, supplements. I also know that I'm not killing it in the food department. And I also know that our food in and of itself is not what it used to be. And so we supplement our kids with some things and, um, our supplements that I feel really strongly about are vitamin D and a probiotic. We do that on the rig uh, even though our kids obviously get a lot of exposure to sun, and that would and should be your first exposure um, to vitamin D, but along those lines, Beineen and I have talked about making sure that we're outside with our kids as much as as much as we possibly can in the summertime. We swim a ton, and when the weather changes, we go outside a ton for those of you that are coming into a cold season where you're not going to be outside a bunch. Look at getting a really great vitamin D for your kids. They Amazon sells one that I absolutely love. And it's just a drop that goes under their tongue and it doesn't taste like anything. It basically tastes like olive oil. Really, they don't even notice it. My kids are just like, they open their mouths like little baby birds and I drop the things and they run off and play. There's little things that you can do like that that are super important. We've also looked at a multivitamin for them, uh, especially in the seasons of life where I am... not giving them the food that they absolutely need, especially if you have little picky eaters, obviously check with your doctor. We just got our kids full blood panels done. It's a great time of year to do it. And when we're on this conversation, we do a wellness visit with our doctor, not the kind of wellness visit that you think a wellness visit where you go in and you ask your doctor to actually look through your kids blood panels, to look at what they're lacking and ask your doctor to interpret it. If you don't have a doctor that understands what your what your blood is actually trying to tell you, find a different doctor. Ask good questions. Really understand what's going on in your kiddos' bodies. And that's how you can tailor the type of supplements and food or the f- kind of food you don't choose to give them based on what their bodies are actually telling you based on a really good um lab. So our doctor is A naturopathic medical doctor, an NMD, and that's something that you can look for and kind of search in your local area. If you're curious on how we get a doctor that tells us all these incredible things, uh, it's because he has a different philosophy for medicine. So, but any doctor you should be able to say, "Hey, I like to be able to just have just an annual check on my kiddos and really look through all of that and understand." what it means, and what it's telling you, and how you can tailor which supplements, if any, you choose to give to your kids. Because here's the other end. Marketing is amazing, and there's a lot of money being made on supplements that we don't necessarily need for ourselves or for our kids. So you really want to do your homework, and you want this to be a part of your plan. Don't just throw a bunch of things at them because, you know, it feels good. Really sit down and think about what they need. Okay, here is the fourth pillar. The fourth pillar is this kind of natural approach to making sure that your kids are having the wellness and supporting them kind of on a cellular level, supporting them on an emotional level, um, and even on a physical level through essential oils. Now this has become, this has been a part of my life for a very long time. My mom, when I was little, she used herbs with me. We had, we had like this herb encyclopedia, like herb books where you could learn anything about herbs and I think you know essential oils were probably around them but they've just become more accessible and I love them so much and I'm learning so much more about them and I'm happy to share with you what I'm learning here on the podcast and we can learn together and this is something that I've been eager to be able to infuse into my kids life because I do it so much in my own and I'm really really excited that I've slowly but surely built out this part of my wellness planning for my kiddos. So here's what I'm doing. I have a roller bottle that I've put some really great oils inside of. There is a blend called On Guard that I love, but there's one that they make especially for kiddos that's diluted so that it's safe for kids. And that's my water bottle. Sorry, guys it's called Stronger and I roll it on their spines. So now for me, I'm going to set that out on the counter. So it's friend of mine for me to roll that on their spines before they're rolling out the door to go to school, right? Frankie joe has been using oils to help her um, just kind of with her emotions. When she goes to school, she has a lot of fun, like creating the ones that she wants to where they smell really good. And your school may not want the kiddos to bring them with them, That'll just depend. Our school doesn't really care. I think they're pretty open to it, but even so they could put it on before they went to school and it could help them in that way as well. That emotional part. But here's another way that I'm really loving this. I've noticed that my oldest one, her love language is not touch, but I see what it does to her whenever I do embrace her. And I've had a hard time because my love language is touch. And so is Bailey's. Bailey's Bailey could literally be inside of your body and still not be close enough to you. It's absolutely the cutest and the darndest thing at the same time. She literally has to be in your lap, like touching you and running her mouth a million miles a minute. Like the girl is some kind of funny, but Frankie's just not that way. And so I'm so excited that in their bedtime routine, which this is what I was going to tell you before. Another way that I'm using oils to be able to help with their wellness is I am doing, I'm putting oils on their back and I'm giving them just a light massage at nighttime with oils that are going to help protect them, that help them sleep and things that I feel like are important for our lives right now. This has been able to truly, like, it's just allowed me to, to spend that time one-on-one with each girl. That's different than just a hug good night, you know? Like, that that moment, and I know the girls are going to remember this forever, that mom took the time and it doesn't take very long. It doesn't. And we get to talk while we're doing it. Bailey, (laughs) Bailey's tired and Bailey's young. So it's a different story for her, but it's changing and it's shaping the way that I relate to both of my girls and that on an emotional and spiritual level, you know, if you're a faith-based family, you can pray over them while you're doing this. I mean, there's so many endless ways to use this inside of your bedtime routine that really impacts them on all levels, like on all levels. And it's just, it's brought so much joy to me and I know it's going to bring so much joy to you. Obviously, another way um, is we have essential oils in our hand soaps. I make my own hand soap and those like foamer bottles with um, Castile soap and water. And then you just put like 20 drops of whatever oils in there that you want uh, I put On ongarter in there, and the girls really love orange in there with it too, and so that's been really cool. And then obviously we diffuse whenever the kids get home from school. Um, we def- we diffuse all the time because I like my house to smell good. Everyone's always like, "Oh my gosh, your house smells so good! What is that?" I'm like, "Uh, what what do I have in here today?" You know, and Frankie always comes up to it. She's like, "What do you have in here today, mom?" And she like tries to guess what it is. It's the cutest thing. So those are the four things that we're doing. And when I sat down and I wrote all this out, here's, it sounds like a lot, right? But this is truly, this is my, this is my job. This is my job as mom is the wellness of my children. Now look, being a nurturer is like super, super high as one of my strengths. And so I get that this might not be one of your strengths, but how can you make it one of your strengths? I know you want to nurture your babies, no matter how old they are. I know you want to take care of them. I know you want them to be well, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. I know you want that for them. So sit down and look in here. And how can you stack these into your routine? Inside of your time blocks? What do you need to do? How can you make this happen? Like Blaine and I, I literally looked at, okay, what needs to change? Okay, well, what's going to need to change? I'm going to have to meal prep a whole lot more. So that means what we're doing on the weekends is going to have to shift a little bit. I'm literally going to have to cook 12,000 sweet potatoes. Hear me? (laughs) Send me all of the things that are not processed carbohydrates that are not sweet potatoes. (laughs) Because that's about all they'll eat right now. Frankie might do spaghetti squash. Bailey won't touch many new things with a 10-foot pole. But she's she's getting better. We just keep offering, right? So where can you make slight changes to start implementing this and I've been doing this for years and it's slowly building and building and building. Don't try and take it all on yourself at once. Any, any little teeny tiny thing that you can do to help their wellness more than what you did last year is an improvement. All right. That's all we are going to dive into today. Obviously, you guys know where you can find me. If you want more information about anything that you heard here today, you can go over to the website, check it out, chelseajo.co. You can go to chelseajo.co backslash oils to learn about all of the oil section that I talked about. Or you can hop over inside of our Facebook group, and I'm happy to chat with you there. And I'll look forward to meeting you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.